Al Donald for having us. Yeah, welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is too Come great. on, man. It's just a JLT game. You're going to get more excited than that. Yeah, right. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, take two, episode 56. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Nah, the... you need more excitement. You need more excitement. Come okay. on, it's JLT. All right, it's all right, not cool. for four points. All right, cool. All One right. more take. All right. Woohoo! Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 56. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who've known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk about everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant Heal, and with me is Scott McNeese. Hello, everyone, and this is the Optimism episode <laughs> of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Yep, yep, yep. yep. We have just, uh, I think it's only a couple of minutes to go on the game, so we decided to go early. Yeah. And I think it's fair enough to say we're, it was kind of a game that we're quite happy to go early. No, oh, look, I, 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 I don't know how. I just don't know how to take this game. I really don't. Uh, no, well, we're a little bit true to our word. We said last week. Well, you know, we hope the guys the next, you know, the first week we're not going to panic at all. The second week we should be able to step it up. We'll see how the boys go. And yeah, they didn't. But step- we didn't step it up, though. This is the thing, right? Um, I've, I don't think I've seen the bomber players chase rear ends as much as I've seen in that game. Like we just. We were second to the ball. They had like 8 million more uncontested marks and possessions and we were chasing that entire game. There was when we were, when we were bad like a couple of years ago or whatever. I remember it was almost like when the ball like Bell Chambers goes up and taps it. Our uppers, our midfielders were waiting for their midfielders to get the ball and then trying to react to whatever they were going to do as opposed to trying to be first at the ball uh well they for me they it was like last week carlton carlton seemed like they were more drilled more prepared yes. yeah uh, they felt like they were two or three weeks more into the season than we were and and it feels like this is actually same same scenario again felt like geelong were two or three weeks ahead of the preparation again, than like, where we are i think we said in the last week's podcast or i said it, it felt like carlton came out in that game and played like it was a preliminary final to get him into a granny. Um, Geelong came out and just, like they'd been playing for half a season. They were drilled. They are drilled. Yeah. Um, they were on it. They were they were slick. They were clean. And we were every opposite of those things, unfortunately. No, you're exactly right. Uh, we just could, uh, our skill level, our ball handling, and we just had the touch of the fumbles again. Uh, Kick it into the forward line was no good. So it's a very look. It's a very hard game because I mean, I mean, even I've just been observing on on Twitter because I'm a everyone knows I'm a bit of a Twitter follower, and and, and you got that kind of two different sides, and, and and even a few people commenting towards me um, if I critiqued a bit of the game when they say, "Hey, it's just a GLT," and that's and I've actually titled this episode "Just a GLT Game" or "Genuine Concerns." Yeah, and, and it's a little bit of both. Because uh, you don't. If I was watching this at the hangar and it was a, it was a match simulation training game, I have no doubt there would have been twenty pauses by the coach going oh, to stop and get uh, our positioning's wrong. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so I, I'm not of the belief that we just ignore the these kind of games no, because I. I don't believe that the coaching staff ignore yeah the, these games. So yeah. why should we as fans? Now, 
Is it the end of the world? Of course it's not. It's, no. for, it's for, for four points. So, And we do kind of agree with when you see those posts on Facebook and Twitter and the like that it is just a JLT game. So let's everybody not yeah, get yeah. too upset. But I agree with what you just said. I think that's a really good point in that, okay, let's, let's put the loss aside, but let's look at the positioning of the players. And like Michael Hurley was working triple overtime because... Um, the the small defenders weren't doing any good and our midfield was just getting hammered in the middle. Well, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, there was very little joy out of this game to, nah, to, to take. Uh, and, and honestly, and I'm, an opt- I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you've obviously got Ridley, you go, you know, there's some little, little moments. Sammy of, Draper got some minutes. Good on him. Yeah. Minutes being uh. literal. Uh, I'd like to see more from Draper and Ham as far as getting minutes in the game. That's personally me, because uh, I think they've had some good preseason. But, but like, there's some players that I thought have performed well in the preseason in the first two games, and I'm and I'm going to mention their name and guys like Parrish and Langford and well, what's going on? Like, yeah. it's it, you've got to actually find some ball. Like, you've got to help out the midfield. Like. Shield's doing. I don't want Shield to be straight away our best player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, this happened like last year when I thought like, oh, gee, Devin Smith's our best player, and he wins a BNF. Yeah. I don't. In a weird way, I don't want. I don't want Shield to win the Crichton Medal. No. I, yeah. I, I know what want, you mean. I, I know want, what you mean. I don't want our playing list to yeah, be that no. poor. I know what you mean. Uh, that he can come into a, a brand new to, club in one season and win the BNF. I mean, yeah. I hope he does win the BNF. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with what you're saying. I just think. From, from where's our stars? Yeah, where's yeah. our stars? And like Kyle Langford and, and and Darcy Parish, it's a perfect opportunity to come into that side or come into that team in that game and put your hand up. Yeah, like put your hand up and show show the the selectors what you can do. But I just think from a fan's point of view, and we've said this a lot. Yes, it is a JLT game. Yeah, and everybody needs to take a deep breath. But geez, it'd be nice for us to win a game in the in the preseason, like. Well, do you know? Part of me thinking, I was trying to think, like, how serious do I take this? And and I've had conversations with Robert Shaw, who mentioned that you know I know he was d- disappointed with our with our start of the season last year, and he's and he's had articles on that about as an attitude had we've come out, and I'm trying to get this out of my mind and, and, and listeners feel free to tweet and put yeah, Facebook messages absolutely. on this comment and tell me if I'm going too far. Uh, and I'd like to know the feedback. Do we have a right to be sloppy and with our, with our performance and attitude? If we're a club that hasn't won a final in 15 years and we finished outside the eight with a good list last year, like there you go. do we have a right to have these performances at the start of the year. And I guess I, I saw an article, I don't know if it was The Age or Sun or whatever it is, but there's a it's on it's on the internet. There's t- um Pops Kelly is the is the picture on the article and it says that Essendon won't be showing Geelong everything as part of their game plan. We won't be we won't be showing them everything. <laughs> yeah, I did right? read that. I was a kind of a like I agree with what you just said. Oh, I man, if if we were coming off back to back premierships and we didn't give a, a proverbial about JLT, yeah. then you'd go, okay, but you're right. I just think, how about we come out and absolutely, like Carlton did, play our JLT like it means something 
and show give a bit to the fans. Show the fans that we're red hot and ripping raring to go this year. Well, show that show that you were genuinely annoyed with how the club went last year. Yeah, because, and last week, and last week. Uh, there's clubs that notoriously have bad starts to the year, right? Like Sydney Swans rarely win a a, a preseason game, yeah. but that. They have the right to because they Just perform as a club. Yeah, they understand it. They play a lot of kids. They're in development. We're not. We're playing a lot of our stars, uh, and it, it's not getting. Uh, and it's not getting. Uh, I guess much traction as far as performance. But hey, look, we'll get more into it. Let's talk about the game after the break, um, and we'll go into a bit more detail. But uh, we'll see you after the break quickly. Cool. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, where you can actually be streaming live right now on Facebook. And recording a podcast at the same time. Technology. <laughs> Technology. So hello to our Facebook listeners live. Hey, so the final score, uh, Geelong 101, Essendon 73, 28-point loss. Probably a little bit flattering, if you ask me. I felt like they had a bit more control of the game than probably what the margin suggests. Yep, agreed. Uh, they had plenty uh, more disposals, 405 to 366. Uh, look, inside 50s uh, actually ended up being around about even, which is a little bit of a surprise. Free kicks were 30 to 27, which might surprise a few fans as well. Well, 30 to us? <laughs> uh, no, 30 to them. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. Uh, look, I, 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 it's funny on the umpiring because I... Look, personally, me, unless it's really, really crazy and it's a four-point game, I don't get too emotional in a preseason game. Nah, I'm more worried about how my side is playing yeah. and, and manning up and doing things. I, I think I think you, you're right what you said before about the structures and the like. Like, how's that going? I mean, the, the Rowan Thompson. G'day, Rowan. He's uh, he's on Facebook Live at the moment. Free kicks are very surprising. We agree, uh, Rowan. We... Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a real surprising stat to me. <laughs> look, the the key stat that the club will look at is the marks inside fifty. Geelong, uh, Geelong, uh, eleven and us two. Way so too we've easy. only taken two marks in the forward fifty the whole game, yeah, and, and that was my major take out of the game. And I've discussed this so many times. If you go through our podcast about the connection between our midfield and the forward group, yep. and it's been an Achilles heel for this club for so long. Uh, and I understand it's JLT, but again, the scenario was like we smashed him in centre bounce clearances. So, which is also surprising. Yeah. So in centre clearances, it's eighteen to nine. So, so wow. we've doubled it. Uh, but it's we, totally ineffectual going it's in. It's totally ineffectual because we are just so easy to read. It's a it's a continuous bombing, fifty meters on the top of guys' heads. For some reason, we. We seem to identify <laughs> Tip and Woody as a as Joe Denner, huh? Yeah, I, I and, don't understand why we do that. Uh, so look, the, the the that connection between the mid group and, and the forward group it has to be addressed. Like it, it's the it's such a big difference between us being majorly competitive or not. Uh, because if this six 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 rule is so uh, relying on on center clearances, and we've just won. Doubled yep. in center clearances, exactly right. and we've, we've been smashed there. as a yeah. side. Then there's something fundamentally wrong with with the setup. Now I understand 
there's always moving game plans and there's we've obviously got rutting in there's a few changes so I'm not going to hit the panic button no 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 everybody and also far from it actually yeah but, all our listeners just please understand when we when we say things like fundamentally wrong we just think there's things went wrong in that game right yeah. like I just every all the boys would know and they would have to realise that They'd love to put it lace out to Joey D every single time. They'd love to put it lace out to to, to Stringer. You'd love to have um, Waller roving off a pack like he did a couple of times. But you're under pressure. Not all the time, not not every time can you stream out of the middle and have Dylan Shield hit um, yep. Joey D lace out. But I guess the, the that, that stat's really important to, to understand is that in the in this new 666 thing, um, the way you get it out of the midfield means a hell of a lot. Yep. And then we're we're either bombing it or we're not seeing the the forward. Not lowering our eyes, yeah. yeah. We need to lower that's, our eyes. That's the thing that's a worry for me. Yeah, yeah and and look, but fixable. Yeah. It's fixable. fixable. That kind of thing is fixable. The, it's fixable, but the there's always concern is, and I'm not saying too depressing or anything like that. But it, it has been an issue for years. And, and I agree. And we now that we've got we you know we've got Smith Shield. It should start um, changing to where we're using the ball much better, and 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 our four group is more active. And is that going to change in game two and game three and game four? Is should yeah. we expect that level of precision in JLT two? I, I just don't think we expect consistently just a fifty meter bomb. Uh, and I, I think uh, yes, know, there's a few candidates there, and I think Zaharakis and a few others have a tendency to. Grab the ball, take four steps to the right, go around the outside of the pack, and then just boom. And it's consistently a three against one that they that they bomb it to. Yeah, and I and I hear the I hear the um, the commentators like some like Duck Carey and those forwards and stuff go. Look, just get the ball into the forward line as fast as possible. The most dangerous place for a defender is when the ball comes yep. in quickly and it comes in down there, but. The, the ball coming in quickly as a big looping bomb is easy yeah. for people to... And, you, and you've you've got to pick your opponents. Who do, if you do that against the Western Bulldogs, you've got actually a fair chance, right? Yeah, because they're tiny. Because they're tiny. Yeah. Geelong are the complete opposite. They're all marking <laughs> defenders. Scarlet and all those guys. And then, and, Scarlet. Um, <laughs> that's an old damn, school. Damn, he hasn't been there for a while. But yeah, they're... Harry the, Taylor. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a tall defending team. And you could see it. Like, there's plays where we bombed it you know, and it's Walla, and those players, Zach Merritt, are you know, are trying to mark the ball, and yeah, these are the wrong guys. So just I hope that gets communicated. Uh, I will do. We'll try and hit some positives at the end. Yeah. Uh, look, the one percent is, um, which tells you a little bit. I don't know if it reflects attitude, but you can take it as you want. But um, fifty-eight to thirty-seven one percenters to Geelong. Um, which tells you their attitude a little bit, and that's the thing. That's uh, that's the bit mm-hmm. we don't understand. The they've come out like Carlton and Geelong have both come out like it's a it's a proper AFL game. Yeah, yeah, a proper AFL football game, and we just haven't. Well, yeah, and people got to remember, there's just two JLT games. There's maybe a practice game of this, but that that's that's it for JLT. There you go, right? So, and Geelong treated it like well, this is a warm up for round one, and that's why and I'm that's... not sure are we as a club. No, that's it. I, I had the same when attitude. You see that. When you see that article in the paper where it says, "Oh, we're not going to show Geelong everything. We're not going to say, oh, uh, maybe in game." Do we one, have to write? Yeah. yeah, game two. I want to see, I want to see us destroy Geelong. Go into GWS with a good 
I understand if they withdraw a tactical thing that they want to do against Geelong. I understand that part. Yeah. But I want to see more of that game plan. And look, a key thing I want to address... uh, I just had a mind blank then. Don't you hate that? (laughs) How about I have a chat? My brain's gone too fast. (laughs) No, no. Okay, so... There we go, he's back. It's how we got our goals. Uh, Yes. Our goals really predominantly came off turnovers... Like a, a Geelong bag kick or so, and we just we just rebounded from half the back. back. Pagan pag. Yeah, and but I don't want a majority of to no. to rely That's on exactly that. Exactly right. We actually need a system going yeah. forward. We need a set of bounds clearance. We need even from half back. If we if we just say a Francis takes a deep mark forward, how are we going to structure the ball up the field? At the moment, it's a kick to a 50, 50, 50 meters up the ground. And every time, even when we take those marks across half-back, like Francis takes a mark or somebody takes a mark across half-back, um, Geelong, they had a bloke at 35 on the angle to kick to. And yeah. then they had another guy leading up to the wing to kick to. And then they had, And we were just chasing bums the whole night. Every time we took a mark, because Geelong were treating it with so much more intensity, they were back defending their man. There was no holes. They were playing good zone. Yeah. So every time we kicked out of the back line, we just had to kick down the line to a pack. And Tommy Bill Chambers had three people hanging off him. And Joey D had three people hanging off him. And it would result in a boundary throw-in. Now, that's great in the last six minutes of a grand final. You, you'd give that a run. But I just... It worries me that... It worries me that we're... Next week... We're going into GWS, into the real stuff. Where no, in, yeah, sorry, in March 24th. March 24th, sorry, well, the, the next week. Um, we're <laughs> going into Geelong with, uh, to GWS with the, real, the, with the real stuff, having played two such confusing games of football for, yeah. for supporters. Like, I, I don't understand where we are. Are we good? Are we not good? Yeah. Well, you, what you, are we? You, at the moment, if you're thinking of the GWS game, you have no idea what... I don't know what the hell we're capable of. Like, if year. that same team turns up... Well, GWS is going to pound us by $10. They're a tough team. Like, they they got attitude. they got... So, so then, is that just everybody understands that they're operating at 75% and we yeah, are I professional mean, enough to ha- flick a switch next week? You know... If, You'd love to have a, a mind on Justin Crow, like, uh, and I say that like, uh, are certain stars because of these minor injuries that happen, eighty, ninety percent underdone, and and that's what's that's a little bit where we're at, and they're getting there, and by the time the GWS, which is what in seventeen days, uh, they'll be a, a lot better for the run, just just from getting some minutes. You could have an argue if, argument for that because they know that intel. They know they've had minor injuries and they're coming back. Jeez, it'd be nice to hear that, though, wouldn't it? It'd yeah. be nice to understand because as supporters, we're sitting here going, and you, as supporters, you're going to support them till the day you die anyway. And if they lose in round uh, round two of the JLT, mate, it's the JLT. It's the it's the title of the podcast. But wouldn't it be nice for Wooshit or somebody to come out and say, well, he probably can't say that we deliberately played that game at seventy five percent capacity. Because... Oh, he wouldn't. But you can't. Like, I, yeah, I'd no. be, I'd, I would be devastated. I'd be, I'd be angry, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. because like we, everyone knows the start we had last year. Like, yeah, you just we need to be up and running. That's why I'd love to have beaten. And our start to the year is is not easy at all. So, um, so yeah, so it's like I said, like we really need to be sharp early. Because we we we're, ta- we're facing a lot of top six 
caliber teams uh. earlier in the year and we don't want to sort of just end that way but yeah. Look, we can't. We're not going to go on too long. It's twenty minutes. I know we sound negative, but it's very hard because you've got to critique the game, and it was just a poor game. It was just a poor game. Scotty and I sitting there on the couch, right? And and we go. We're going to jump Why did we commit to this? Why yes. did we commit to this? Right? <laughs> well, because we commit to it with Joey D kicking five and Jakey King is stringer kicking three. Yeah, we, yeah. we would have been woo. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's just what it is. It is what it is, guys. Right? It's a it's a loss in the JLT again. It's not what any of us want. Um, but it's what we've got, and trust in Wusher and the and the club. You have to trust in Wusher and the club. So um, after this break, we, yeah. what we'll do, we'll, we'll do uh, some small positives. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the small small positives to finish it off, um, and then uh, yeah, we'll finish off the podcast then. So we'll see when we come back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right. So, positives. 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 Yay. Okay, here we go. Positives. Dylan uh, Shield. Dylan Shield. That's it. The end of the show. <laughs> the end um, of the show. No, no. Positives, um, quite literally, Dylan Shield, 25 possessions, seven tackles. And, and look, another positive, I thought, uh, seeing how underdone he's been, Zach Merritt missed the first quarter, but ended up with 24 possessions. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a key touch for him he has he has three levels to go to oh, yeah. but that was that was like uh one or two levels up from last week yep so they're, it, they're, they're my little positives that i hope for each player yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Heppel's the same Heppel's had a very interrupted year yeah uh and if, if each time they play they go up another level i mean because devon smith at the moment is way off last year's form yeah, yeah, yeah. and but he's also had an interrupted Preseason, preseason. So, Andy McGrath's continued good performance in the mids. Yeah, like he was okay today. Uh, he was trying. Um, he he still he's got a good burst of speed, but I mean he's had twenty two possessions, so I can't really complain. Where did um, where did Mitch Brown finish? Because again, I thought he tried. Oh look, he tried, but his service wasn't that great. He kicked two goals in eleven possessions. Yeah. Uh, look, I, you can tell Jake Stringer looks very dangerous this year. He does look dangerous. Don't yeah. He? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's an interesting player with a six-six-six setup. Uh, I can't help think that as the year goes on and with his improved fitness, that he actually may be a more a midfield role than we may be may think. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it does. It, it does give us a, a little lack of depth in the in the forward line. Then so. Yeah, look. Well, I was look. I, I was a little bit surprised Stewart didn't, Stewart didn't play. Yeah, what's what's going on there? That, that seemed an odd decision for me to. Um, I, you don't know. I'm only they know he played in the VFL. Yeah, the VFL won by fifty odd points, by the way. So and Hulahan kicked four goals, and I know um, McKernan and Stewart got into the goals as well. Okay, so, good. Yeah. So that's positives. Some okay. forwards. <laughs> some forwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some some of the forwards are doing all right. Uh, Oh, look, I thought Waller was semi-dangerous. Yep. Um, 
but really, it was after that. It's it's Jordan Ridley again showed he's got a bit of class about him. Yeah, he's he's having a he's had a couple of good games. I yeah. mean, he's probably their most informed player at the yeah. moment. Hurls hurls down back is just doing what hurls does. He's trying, but we're not helping him out. No, we're not helping the man out at all. Uh, he, he he would really love his hooksy friend oh, back, yeah, back there. I, I mean, bet he would. You realise. You suddenly realise, oh, actually, Hooker's a very big player for us, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, and Fantasia's your classic needs a run. Oh, he did not rule much at all. No, and no. there's and, a bloke again with another two levels to go and, to. And I actually call him an elite player. So yeah. uh, he's four levels to go to. So yeah, yeah. he'll be much better for the run. So yep. I reckon the next time we see Fantasia, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, so I guess that's, and that's how we, we finish the podcast in that, Everybody on the in the club is better for the run. Yeah, with the everyone uh, the is a better player than what they're producing. So Absolutely. that's that's the optimist approach. That that, that's if why everyone I, actually picks up a level, we we're a much better team. Yeah, but. and that's why it's a bit confusing. And I, I've said it a few times, and I, I assume everybody out there is a bit confused as well. I kind of go. Whoa! What, what, what's this side, man? We're a much yeah. better side than this. Look, I, th- I think we just expected a little bit more fire in their belly. Yeah. For yeah, and maybe we got over talked a bit too much in the, in the media, and, yeah. and and I don't know if it has a psychological effect, but to some players, but but literally, uh, I mean. Us poor fans who just haven't seen any success for so long. Well, we I have, think, no, I, but hang on, we have. I mean, the half, the second half of last year was great, and the way we ended the year was great, and then we ended on a high. We all lamented the first half of the year, but we ended on a high, and then Adrian Dodoro, the man that there should be a statue built for, went out and got us the midfielder that we said we needed, and that's an even bigger high over the off season and yeah, Dylan Shield yeah. and everything's exciting and then we play a game and we get beaten by Carlton. Yeah. And then we play another game and we get hammered by Geelong. Yeah. So it's 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 a confusing thing. But like you said, to, to wrap up the podcast, I think guys We believe in the players though. I, I really oh, do. Yeah, I yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. do. There is enough people uh, yeah. in that list, enough names and enough talent that that game doesn't happen uh three weeks from now. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe in the talent of this group and we saw it the second half of last year. Yep. Once they actually... I mean, th- their pressure is non-existent at the moment and I know once they put pressure on, the team actually uh, performs really, really well and uh, I guess the, the tricky part is can it be flicked on with a switch and that's yeah. it. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Um, All right. But we've got 17 days to get our act together. I think we... We have another practice game. It's not like official JLT. We have another practice game. Yeah. Um, but from now on, it's very serious. Uh, it should have been, but already. But oh, well, I think but, there's going to be a lot of video watched. A lot of a uh, lot of video watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. uh, and a lot of ball handling to get our skills up to scratch. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, um, where can they find us, Scotty? Uh, Facebook uh, lunchtime catch up podcast. Lunchtime catch up podcast on Facebook page. Lunch at catch up on Twitter. Uh, lunch at ketchup? Is it lunch at... Is it, <laughs> lunch no. at what is it? Lunch 56 at, episodes. Um, <laughs> it's lunch ketchup. Lunch ketchup. On no. Twitter. At on lunch Twitter, at ketchup. Wally. You know it. Lunch ketchup on Twitter. Lunchtime ketchup podcast on uh, on Facebook. Um, we're also on Instagram, the Lunchtime Catchup Podcasts. Uh, come and say hi. Um, follow us on, uh, on all of the socials. Um, but uh, yeah, a little quick one. 27, probably 28 minutes by the time we finished. Um, I'd like to say it was fun, but <laughs> yeah, we wanted a better one. But yeah. but hey, it's this. We wanted to give a, a few more live fan experiences, where it's directly after um, because 
you know, sometimes you go to the footy and you know you used to love hearing the radio guys talk about the game after the game. Yeah. Um, and we're Just trying think to of do, us as the could have been champions. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to do that that experience a little bit for some fans, uh, especially ones who are overseas and, and everything like that, are interstate, yeah. who don't get to see the game. They can hear a direct report after the game and our thoughts. Uh, we'd like a better game to report, but it's just what it is. It is what but, it is. Hey, we're optimists. We're yeah, going exactly. we're gonna, to we're gonna support this club through Absolutely, thick and thin. Absolutely, mate. Game one, we're there. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Lunchtime catch-up, signing out. <laughs>